Welcome aboard the Straw Hat Book Voyage, a seafaring adventure through One Piece. I'm your Captain Jay. And I'm your Captain Jamie. Jamie, how did the reading go for you this week? There were booger bombs. <laughs> that kind of just sums up, like, the first volume, right? <laughs> so, these past two weeks, we've been reading volumes 13 through 15. And um, things were weird in volume 12. And things continue to be weird one piece is wild. <laughs> We're on it it's the grand line anything goes. Yeah, so we start with uh, how Zoro wiped out all those dudes. Ah, uh, yes. Just for funsies. Uh we kind of pick back up right where we left off where Zoro just like decimates these guys and the kind of officers of Baroque Works that are here decide to like take him on and they get their butts kicked. <laughs> Yeah, it's their turn. They don't they don't do so hot either. No. Here's the thing about volume 13. A lot of characters get introduced. Oh my god, do they? And then and then they're not relevant like after like four chapters. They immediately just stop mattering. <laughs> it's it goes yeah, it goes through them so fast. We just like yeah, it <laughs> we're just cycling villains right now. It, it's interesting to me because so so Zoro Zoro picks picks everyone off and beats everyone up and he just decides to go have a drink and then Mr. Five and Miss Valentine show up and then everything you just kind of forget about the straw hats for a minute while we actually find out about this dramatic conflict with these characters that we do not know <laughs> or at this point care about big reveals what's uh what's the big reveal Jamie she's a princess this weird lady who is trying to kill the whale. This strange lady with these strange clothes and strange weapons. Okay, I love, I love Evie. She she develops into a really cool character, but when she's introduced as Miss Wednesday, she's just kind of weird. She is odd, and, but like once it starts hitting, it hits fast though. It's like oh. Oh, here's Vivi. Hi. She super quickly develops into, like, a really cool character. She does. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Mr. Five and Miss Valentine, they've gotten orders to wipe out the Baroque Works agents who have failed Mr. Zero. And then, <laughs> as that's going on... Oh, my... Wait, wait. First, there was that bit... When all of this was going down in this big reveal, like, dramatic reveal, like, oh, she's the princess. <laughs> Zoro tries to just, like, drag Luffy off. Like, he's yeah, like, jeez, you... what a night. You guys have fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I love that, too. Because, again, like, the story with the straw hats just kind of stop. And all of this dra dramatic stuff is coming down. And then just in the corner of one panel, after a while, you just see Zora going like, all right, you guys have fun. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because this is kind of the first time this is... It, this is kind of the first time in the series. Uh, and it speaks a lot to how Oda is kind of developing his storytelling at this point, And it's getting a little bit more complicated. And things are... Uh, it, it's not just about, like, Luffy and his little island-to-island -island adventures. Um, like there's a bigger world and there's big stuff happening. Yeah. This is this is kind of the first time that we're 
getting to deal with a conflict uh, between characters that aren't a part of the crew. And and the crew gets folded into it, of course, but uh, it's interesting to see that kind of... These things that they're stumbling into. Yeah, exactly. So, booger bombs. Okay, yeah. I That's literally my next note. <laughs> Mr. Five, gross. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, is it's so on brand. <laughs> it's so on brand for this story. <laughs> That there's this guy whose body can explode. That's his ability. It's really powerful, too. Um, but Oda's like, he doesn't just explode. He, like, pulls out his boogers and throws them at people and they explode. <laughs> and, like, Zoro, like, cuts one in half at one point. Just like, yeah. Okay. That has got to be one of my favorite panels from this volume is him just screaming, I cut your booger in half. <laughs> Because the way Oda draws his face and, like, the drama. And there's also a really nice panel before that where uh, Zoro's kind of just floating in midair. Um, that's like, oh, it's showing this cool motion. There's a lot of... there's a, It's very dynamic and very cool. As these two booger slices explode to the sides of him. <laughs> it's super dramatic. It's very anime. But also boogers. <laughs> also boogers. All right. We, we got to stop talking about boogers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then like somehow once this was all just kind of caught in the middle of this, Luffy wakes up and <laughs> gets mad at Zoro, thinking he's just fight beating these guys up for no reason. I, this is, okay, alright. Is Luffy an idiot part four? <laughs> They'd never feed us like that if they were enemies. This is, I swear to God, this is going to happen in every single episode we do. We're going to have to talk, we're going to have to go back and forth about whether or not Luffy is legitimately dumb. Because it's almost like Oda doesn't really know at this point, because Luffy's being legitimately stupid right now. <laughs> it's like he just, he just woke up and he just, got and the maybe mood. he's still, yeah, and maybe he's still a little drunk. Like, true. I, but it's, it's so funny to me. And the thing is, is that he is, he, he so in his mind Zoro has just committed a serious transgression against him as a captain for you know uh attacking people who you know were allied to them so in Luffy's mind his answer is just to fucking kill Zoro like literally <laughs> kill <Whoa>. him <laughs> that got wow that escalated really quickly okay okay Luffy and meanwhile, they're so caught with- up in this and then they're like just like beating the shit out of the other guys like nothing like you're in the way like yeah and just tossing totally, those guys around it totally illustrates how out of their league luffy and zoro are to everyone in this conflict like mr five and miss valentine show up and everyone that they fought up to this point is like freaking out because these guys are really powerful and they're really tough and they're way up high in the ranks but zoro and luffy just like beat them up, like, as an afterthought. And it takes Nami stepping in to stop. <laughs> yeah, before before Luffy showed up and was being a dumb, Nami... Nami extorts Zoro. <laughs> oh my god, yeah! Oh, I actually forgot about that because Zoro's so, like, upset about it. He's so oh mad. God. She is so conniving and I love her. Uh... <laughs> It's, there's, the there's, okay, so she totally cons him. Like, she absolutely cons him into, and he absolutely understands that what that's what's going on, is he's being conned right now. 
Don't be an easy target, dumbass. Don't be. <laughs> and the thing is, is that there's that there's the panel where she where she just says, uh, aren't you going to keep your word? And the expression that Oda draws on her <laughs> face and then Zoro's reaction to that. Like, I don't know how to describe her look, but it's like absolutely where she's just like obviously bullshitting super hard. But she's also playing hard into uh, Zoro's sense of honor. And of course, he just can do nothing against it. Yeah. <sighs> also, the little editorial that says, in Nami's mind, these calculations are correct. <laughs> Please don't do the math. She knows what she's talking about. Anywho, yeah, it takes it takes Nami jumping in to um, get the boys to stop fighting. Uh, and I do like that even after she kind of separates them and they've kind of cooled down a little bit, they're still like kind of going at it. Like, yeah, she like when still you has to rip them apart again. Yeah, it's like it's like two brothers. They're like two brothers. I, honestly, I feel like this this part of the story reinforces how uh, how much Zoro and Luffy are kind of cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Uh, then it's revealed that Croc's leading all of this. Uh, Sir Crocodile. Yeah. Warlord of the Sea. Just that, just one of those guys. Hey, welcome to the Grand Line. First first big bad is Warlord. And he's really secretive about this. He wants this on oh. the DL. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was the whole reason why he sent Mr. Five and Miss Valentine to go get uh, Vivi. Because she's, she knows. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and it's, it's interesting because we just, so, Okay. So in Arlong Park, we talked about how the stakes have escalated considerably compared to their other villains that they de- they've defeated. Or- well, I mean, it's Arlong was a former lackey of a warlord. Warlord, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but but the the entire conflict happened on a single island, and now they're like introduced to the conflict on one island, and it takes them a while to even get to where the actual the real villain is. Uh, meanwhile, they're fighting little mini villains along the way. So things get pretty tense, and Vivi's buddy that she's been going through all of this with. Say his name. Egram. Egram? Egram? Egram. Egram. Yeah, okay. Let's warn everyone right up front. The next few volumes have some names that are hard to pronounce. They're weird. <laughs> <laughs> so he serves as a decoy. And then he immediately gets blown up. And he gets blown up. <laughs> I I really like the moment where Vivi is trying to be strong. And that's like the moment that Nami goes from trying to get every penny out of this uh, unfortunate person to like, I feel sorry for this girl. And uh, her her looking at, at Vivi and, and, and just saying she's a strong girl and giving her a hug. It, there's there's also the moment where she she tells Vivi like, these guys can absolutely defeat Mr. Zero. They've saved the East Blue all by themselves. Um, and I really appreciated that moment because it's like it, it, it <laughs> after Nami has spent the last like volume, um, you come back to like, no, Nami actually does have a lot of respect for these guys. Yeah. So one thing that I'm kind of looking at things a little differently. This is for myself. This is a personal thing. But one little headcanon I saw on the internet a bit ago that I enjoyed was looking at Nami as a lesbian 
And here's my first one where I'm like, I like this. <laughs> I may be shipping this a little bit, and I know it's a common ship, <laughs> and I'm kind of excited for it. They do, they, they, are, they are both strong girls. <laughs> but also speaking of strong girls, character I'm excited about popped up very ominously. I have so much to say about Miss All Sunday. Yeah. But we can't. We yeah, can't but talk wait, about her yet. <laughs> so yeah, there was an ominous scene with, with her, like in She's... the fiery wreckage. Yeah, Just, like who a is... decoy? How silly. How is who is this mysterious lady? Who is she? Why is she being so cryptic? Was she trying to help the crew? Who knows? Luffy just tells her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, we get to our next island on the Grand Line, Little Garden. Then there's a that giant dino bird can go away. Giant flying things that can eat you scare me. I. <laughs> That's what you took away from. The introduction to little, yes. <laughs> a little garden. That thing can piss off. I'm sorry, Jamie. I actually, okay, real talk, super quick. I actually have a legitimate fear of dinosaurs. Oh, shit, right. I used to have a lot of nightmares. <laughs> yeah, you, you told me. And I, I do actually, like, I mean, not that it was like, oh, I got freaked out. But I am, like, freaked out by the concept of giant man-eating flying things. Flying things, yeah. I think the concept of that is terrifying. But they they spend... Oda spends all of, like, two seconds talking, like, showing dinosaurs. Because the real the real big deal on this island is the giants. Right? Yeah, there's, there's dinosaurs on this. But you know what? There's giants. But there's giants. There's actual, actual real giants. I, I don't know about you, but I was legitimately surprised when I got to this part and found out that there was going to be... Like mythical creatures, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like they're giants. They're, they're literal giants. Freaking huge, yeah. Um, but Dory and Broggy are adorable, and I love them. They are good. They're really good. They have a good little story. And I just really like the idea of just two giant, huge, friendly boys who are just kind of sweet and nice. Like Broggy shows up, and 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 the first thing he does is just asks if they have any ale. Yeah, just want some booze, just want to get his drink on. And then he kills a dinosaur and is like, here, I have some food, we'll trade. And it's like, aw. <laughs> when they introduce Broggy and Dory, we get, we get this, okay, so there's this thing, there's this thing in, in shonen manga, and in One Piece especially, where characters have ideals that are so strong that they feel detached from reality. <laughs> that hot like blood spirit, all right? It, 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 <laughs> the idea of two men who like each other, they're like really close friends. Um, they're, they've been battling to the death for a hundred years. Just no over, deal. Yeah, and over nothing, basically. It's so like mythological, like this whole story. It really is. That's, it's yeah. like folk- folklore. Like it doesn't... It's, it's like something you'd read in an ancient epic poem that, and it's just like, I can't imagine this happening because this is so bonkers, but it's shown in manga. So it does. <laughs> it's <laughs> one piece so it can get away with whatever it wants to. Do you want to, do you want to mention the Luffy thing? <laughs> what the, 
Yeah, Luffy just getting super overwhelmed by the idea yeah, of these, the, these guys fighting. These giants start fighting, and Luffy is just overwhelmed by it. And just he's lying there like just too much, too big. <laughs> and then we get this gorgeous spread of these two giants fighting. And let me tell you, one of my weaknesses is like a sense of scale in just in yeah. 2D art. And Oda captures it so well. You 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 watch them fight and like punch. Like when you watch a movie and there's like a giant character, the way they animate that character is different than the way you'd animate a normal size human. Mm-hmm. And you can like feel that, that in sense Oda's of weight drawings. and scale. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, then they have that draw and things carry on. It turns out on the island is more Brokeworks agents. Because we haven't met enough yet. Yeah, we meet Mr. Three and Miss Golden Week. They sabotage the giant's fight. Because screw Mr. Three. Let's be real. Screw that guy. But but for real, though. (laughs) I think he's probably like one of my... uh, I don't know. He's just such a... He's such a nasty... Mr. Three is an interesting villain. He's an interesting adversary that they've had a fight with because... Up till now, it's kind of been, like, a increase in, like, toughness. From one villain to another, it's just been stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Like, physically strong. Um, like, comparing, um, like, Kuro to Krieg to um, Arlong. And then we get Mr. Three, and he's, lit- like, his whole MO is being... He's a conniving, nasty boy. Being conniving, yeah. And, and, and... And using his intelligence to defeat his enemies. And he gets really close. Like, he... He... He, uh... He captures, uh... uh Vivi, Zoro, Nami. Um... And is trying to turn them into wax. God, shit sure does hit the fan right here. It really does. And it actually gets, like, a kind of harrowing for a little bit. Luffy has a confrontation with, um... Mr. Five while he's trapped. Luffy is absolutely set on getting back at these guys who messed up the giant's fight and it it kind of made me think about the discussion we had ages ago about like what it means to be a pirate and uh what kind of pirate is luffy because they even <laughs> describe like the the pirate the the pirates that the uh the vikings belong to as like they were marauders and pillagers you know like pirates generally do and that's and that's generally what pirates are known for, even in this universe. So far, Luffy, all Luffy has done as a quote unquote pirate is go from 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 island to island and save people. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a really good moment when uh, Mister Five lets Luffy know that they captured Zoro, Nami, and Vivi. Luffy, Luffy says, "You've captured Zoro. Well, you're doomed." Oh shit! <laughs> and I love that. And then because because immediately it it, it goes to uh, Mister Three telling Zoro that they've dispatched Luffy, and and Zoro just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this nice little duality of like of respect, especially since like a volume ago they were beating up on each other. <laughs> yeah, and yet still their loyalty and faith in each other is yeah still super strong. Yeah. But after Mister Three starts turning these guys into wax, Luffy and Usopp show up to save the day. And boy, do they have some troubles doing that. (laughs) This is a hell of a fight. It's so weird. 
it's weird. It's it's super it's super different than what has been the case so far. Like the, the three characters are being turned into wax statues, being suffocated, choking on wax. Friggin' Zoro's about ready to chop his <sighs> legs off. Oh my god. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. Why did he think that's a good and the okay. Throughout this entire thing, he's going back and forth. Like when I first when it first started, when he was first trapped and he seems to be pretty chill about the whole thing, and Vivi and Nami are panicking, I assumed like, oh, it's because he trusts Luffy to come in and save the day. And then he suggests that. <laughs> Let and me I just love, cut I off my later legs. They, later they're giving him shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you gonna run away without legs? He's like, shut up, okay? <laughs> it was so... And then he, he actually... When Luffy shows up and he's like, oh, cool, Luffy. Yeah, you can deal with this, right? And it's and now he's like, you're bleeding. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I guess and I And then he starts getting happen. ready to pose so he looks cool. He's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly don't even know where his... Like, what is... Go like what is going on in his head throughout this entire thing? Is he legitimately like? Does he is is this him like Luffy laughing on the execution scaffold, just accepting his death, like or does he or does he trust Luffy? But if he did that, then why did he want to cut his legs yeah, off? Yeah, no, he was it's, he was about ready to cut his uh, legs off. I oh god, okay. There's a uh, so so Luffy fights uh. Miss Golden Week. He has a hard. That was. That's a tough, weird little fight too. That was a tough. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one time that Zero starts panicking. It's like how because he was basically a, being mind controlled. Yeah, in a weird way. Like, this is this 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 is clearly going to be Luffy's big weakness, and it is. But Usopp saves the day. Like Usopp saves the day. He's the one who saves this whole thing. We talked last time about. The, the the cool thing about Usopp is that he all of his fights are about like um uh him being clever and him outsmarting his opponent and and so his fights are really fun to watch and that's the, near the end of this fight where he gets the rope and he soaks it in oil and he ties it around and he tricks and he gets Luffy to light it um and that saves everyone it's just such a clear picture of like he uses he uses a clever idea and then a lot of misdirection like the whole uh, shooting the hot sauce star into Mr. Five's mouth. <laughs> Luffy defeats Mr. Three the way he always does with with just pure muscle. And he says um, instinct. <laughs> instinct, yeah. It, it's funny because we finally get another like villain thesis that Luffy gets to destroy, where Mr. Three is like, "There's no way you can defeat me. You're just a you're just a dumb idiot swinging around on instinct." And then of course Luffy uses that. To, to to beat him. <laughs> and then it's like, yay, this this evil is defeated. <laughs> and the giants hug. And the giants hug and it's sweet. It's so sweet. They like I I know that's in like a lot of manga in general, but I love how like like mas- masculine characters can be like really emotional too. Really emotional, yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of a reoccurring thing with Oda's characters, um, is he, he has a lot of characters that are, are kind of the epitome of, like, classical masculinity, but he also shows a lot of, he also has his characters showing a lot of emotion, a lot of 
there's a lot of crying in this manga. Yeah, and, like, there, there's something to be said about, like, uh, Dory not saying something. And, like, Brocky was like, why didn't you tell me? Or, like, was kind of upset about that. And it's like, there, there can be something can be said about, like, how just, like, trying to hide things from your friends and staying strong. Yeah. But something, while this is going on, something, um, something excellent happens. Sanji, who has been absent throughout this entire, like, like, terrifying event of, you know, three of his crewmates and friend being turned to wax, he's just kind of been dicking around in the woods. And then he comes upon a house, sits and has tea, and my favorite thing, just like one of my favorite Sanji moments in the entire series, he's in a house who he doesn't know it belongs to. He answers a phone of who he doesn't know it belongs to, and his first instinct is to make a prank call. <laughs> because Sanji's an asshole, and I love him. Because <laughs> why wouldn't he? Because why wouldn't he? He's like, oh, cool, a phone is ringing. Let me, let me make a joke real quick. I have no idea who this is. And meanwhile, hey, oh, look at this. It's a warlord. It could have been an emergency. It could have been someone calling for help, Sanji, you jerk. <laughs> But no, it's just one of one of the most powerful men in the world. It's fine. It's good. This is good. But they're able to leave Little Garden. They get it back out to sea. They sail through a goldfish. It's a whole thing. Um, and then things immediately fall apart because Nami gets super, super sick. She gets real miserable real fast. This is an interesting way for Oda to take the conflict of like the the things that the characters are struggling against. I, and I, I guess it sort of mirrors the fight with Mr. Three because up till now, uh, every every kind of obstacle that Luffy has had to go up against has been, you know, just got to fight real good. You got to fight real good and then you'll defeat the bad guy. With Mr. Three, it was a little bit more complicated because they were dealing with someone who's, in, who's, who's very conniving and very clever. Um, now it's sickness. Mm-hmm. And that sickness takes out the linchpin of the group, Nami. Their backbone, yeah. Yeah. Nami's the only one who really knows how to sail. And she's also, ironically, the only one who knows how any medicine. <laughs> the only one that knows really anything. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's pretty much the only one who knows pretty much anything that has to do with sailing and surviving on a ship in the middle of the ocean. And, uh, it it cripples them immediately. Like, they can't sail at night. They can't sail at night because they don't have Nami to navigate for them. But it leads to uh, a lot of really sweet character moments with the crew and how much they care about Nami. And it echoes a lot of the stuff that happened with Arlong Park, where these are her friends now. It's, it, I, I just, I, there's that moment, there's that panel where she wakes up in the middle of the night and she looks out and she sees everyone is sleeping in her room. Mm, and she yeah. just smiles and goes back to sleep. It's yeah. so sweet. While Nami is sick and they're trying to find a doctor, um, Jamie, who shows up? Wapple. 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 And he just takes a big old chomp out of Mary. But that whole confrontation lasts all of like mm, five minutes. Yeah, Luffy just like throws him. But that leads us to Drum Island. It's a frosty island. It's a winter island. Luffy is so excited about the snow. He's so excited about the snow. It's adorable. <laughs> he just keeps saying snow is nice, like, over and over again. When you were first reading One Piece, and it's leading up to them entering the Grand Line, were you expecting the islands 
to be like this? It, it seemed like it was happening so quickly. Skipping between them was a surprise. But I mean, like, we find out about Alabasta, Vivi's kingdom, mm-hmm. and how it's supposed to be the most peaceful kingdom on the Grand Line. But it's a kingdom, right? And then we find out about Drum Kingdom, which is also a kingdom of just, like, normal people living their, their normal lives. And I just found that, like, is that what you were expecting when you were- Oh, like, just kind of, like, these normal people around, too? Yeah. Yeah, that does seem odd for, like, a place that's so, theoretically, so difficult to live in. There's still yeah. these societies that can function. Oh, and how, con- how convenient is it that they show up to an island and it turns out that apparently this island used to be very well known for its doctors. Yeah. <laughs> no doctors now. No doctors now, though. Sorry. Except the quack. <laughs> oh God, let's talk about let's talk about Doctor Kariha because I love her. Yeah, unapologetically tough old lady. <laughs> your your jam. Mm. She's also kind of uh, she's also kind of a jerk though. She is. <laughs> well, she's obviously like tough love. Yeah. She's tough love, but also she she showed up to save a, a guy's child's life and then, like, demanded half of his, like, worth. Yeah. <laughs> As payment for that. Give me cool. all your stuff. Give me all your gold. I just saved your son's life. <laughs> Good job. And, of course, her trusty reindeer. Yeah. Who is totally a normal reindeer and isn't it's, going to end up being a major ca- <laughs> It's just only a reindeer. Don't worry about Chopper. He's not... He's just a normal reindeer. The moment where the crew lands on the island and they get confronted by the locals and the locals panic and start shooting Mm -hmm. and Luffy is about to... Oh, yeah! There's that moment where uh, Vivi, like, basically teaches Luffy how to be diplomatic. And it's it's both a it's both a cool development between Vivi's character and Luffy's character because we get to see like Vivi's this is Vivi's power. She's not super strong. Vivi's not a very tough. She's not like she can't fight a bunch of people, but her uh, her her superpower is that she is a very good leader. She's very diplomatic. She knows how to uh She knows how to people. She knows how to people. <laughs> it, and it's really cool because you see Luffy legitimately learn a lesson that helps him become a better captain. Yeah, you can tell it had an effect on him. He was just like, oh, that worked. Yeah, it's something that hasn't really happened yeah. yet. Usually Luffy is just right all the time. But he fucks up and Vivi tells him he's wrong. You're being a bad captain right now. You need to think about the consequences of your actions. And he actually says, I was wrong. Oh, yeah, he admits that he's wrong and, and he apologizes. And uh, it's it's what gets them on the island. I like Dalton. I like Dalton too. Dalton's a Dalton's a good character. Yeah, just he's like, just like a big, big sweet. Big, sweet, tough, cares about the people of the island, good leader. And turns into an ox. Oh, yeah, and by the way, he turns into an ox, yeah. like literally. Uh <laughs> I, the moment where uh, Chess uh, exploits his weakness, that's some good stuff right there. I mean, it's really sad. He gets filled with arrows, but yeah, the whole uh, yeah, that whole I know your weakness is is that you care. 
He's like he just so clearly has a good heart and a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and that's uh pretty much where the volume leaves us. To the side we had a little uh the whole Helmeppo and Kobe story wrapped up. Oh yeah. Which is nice cuz I like uh, there's some things about that I want to note now that I want to talk about later because like I mean when I read this the first time I never really thought about this and Garp's role in that. Yeah. And the okay. end of that definitely made me think about things I want to talk about later. Last episode, I mentioned that the whole deal with Garp and also uh, the guy with the tattoos on his face that speaks cryptically to Smoker. I made a joke like, oh yeah, that doesn't pay off for like 40 volumes. <laughs> I actually looked it up and I was not far off. Oh, really? It's, uh, it's thirty-five volumes. You're gonna oh. find out who those characters. We're we're introduced to characters now who we do not see and do not know who they are for another thirty-five volumes. Get ready, everyone. I hope get ready. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna have a little bit of a holiday break in here. So our due date's gonna be a little bit different than the norm. Uh, the volumes we're reading up next are sixteen through eighteen, and those are gonna be due on Monday, January seventh. And uh, that'll also be the date of our next episode. Hopefully. Hope- hopefully. Probably. Yeah. Probably. We'll do our best. Christmas is happening. Things and that's always- And holidays. Yeah. And if you want to keep tabs on us, we're on Twitter, at Straw Hat Voyage. And from there, you can find a link to our Discord. Uh, and on there, you can chat with us, share fan art, talk about the show, or not. Just talk about One Piece. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But- before we go, uh, just a reminder that the intro and outro of our podcast is One Piece Opening 20 Hope, remixed by Andreza Works and Akano, and you can check out more of their amazing anime covers and remixes on YouTube and find a link to download the song in our podcast description. Uh, until, uh, happy holidays, guys, I guess. Yay! Happy holidays! This is a fitting area to be reading during the holidays. You're right. We're on a snowy island. It's so wintry. Yeah. I hope you guys have a really good uh, winter month. Yay. Um, and New Year. And uh, have some fun. And we'll the... see you next year. Thanks for Yay. joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.